You're listening to episode 125 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. I had to fill you in on this because I think it might be exactly what you've been hoping for. So we just reopened the doors to our exclusive Maverick Mastermind because we've been getting requests for it for a while now, and we are accepting applications again. But here's the deal. This Mastermind in particular, it is next level. We bring in industry leaders and experts, the ones that you admire from afar, so you can have direct access to them to help you scale your business. We have an entire curriculum we're walking you through that is going to help you change the game of how you grow your business. No more spinning your wheels, feeling like you're wasting time and money. We're going to help you become known as the go-to expert in what you do, help you nail your clarity. You will know exactly what you're called to do and how to do it, increase your visibility, help you build out your next irresistible offers because that's huge. It's going to increase your cash flow, your income levels, your overall impact that you're making. Have access to the people that you want to connect with, in-person retreats with them too. And we're really into teaching you high-level marketing strategy, stuff that's going to stick, list growth strategy so you're talking to the right people, the ones that are primed to buy what you have to offer, and helping you get the right new connections, publicity, land interviews, speaking gigs, direct access to me and my team, my incredible operations director and amazing integrator. And our Mavericks have done more in six months' time in their business than most people do in years of navigating this on your own. It is fast tracking where you wanna go. And masterminds have been the single most powerful tool for growth in my business. It took me from five to six figures in the beginning years ago, and then from six to seven figures. And it is something that I love walking people through because it's so incredibly game-changing. We keep this community really tight. So if you're serious about growing your business and doing it in a way that's in integrity with your values so you can make the impact you want to make, but I believe that there's so much more to success and that's going to be making sure that you're also building in a way that gives you the time freedom so you can be with the people you love while you make the impact you want to make in your business. This is it. So don't wait because we cap this thing. We don't accept unlimited people. So you can apply at elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick or check in the show notes and you need to apply so that we can schedule a call to see if this is the right fit. Ask whatever questions you want and see if this is the right thing both ways. I want to help you build a business that is in alignment with the vision that you have for your life. No more winging it. We've got the blueprint. Let's do this. We all want to do it, but it stresses us out. 
leveraging social media to grow your brand and your business. Like it's a concept that we're all hungry for. We want to know the tips and tricks and strategies on how to do it. But one minute we're all hyped up about going all in on getting some social media traction. And the next minute we're sitting there totally bummed out because we've been hearing crickets on the other end when we thought it was a great post or when we thought we put amazing content out there. So what are the secrets? How do you beat the algorithm? What's the deal with the hashtags? Do you increase engagement by doing certain specific things? And what are they? What's the best way to show up in the DMs? How do you stay ahead of the curve with social media? All of these questions are going to be answered for you today. We have Whitney Eckes, founder of Eckes Marketing, and she's been perfecting the practices of growing brands and businesses in the digital space for over six years. And she was the perfect person to flesh this out on today's episode. So if you want, and I'm gathering that you do, if you want to see that growth, you want to attract the right people. And this is the big one for me, like feel less stressed when it comes to building your brand and your business on social. This is your episode. Let's get to the show. Well, Whitney, I feel like this topic that we're going to go over today, it never gets old because it is perpetually evolving. So I am so excited to have you on the show to talk about leveraging social media to grow your business. Welcome to Scaling Up. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. So fill us in a little bit. Like, What made you get into this space? What's your background? What did you do before stepping into this world? Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been in the kind of creative marketing space since college. Um, I kind of got my feelers with Red Bull and um, pretty much just being the jack of all trades as far as what we were doing with the brand at that point. Um, So I was kind of their brand representative for the Orange County team. And from there, we did everything from social media marketing to event coordination, uh, to experimental marketing, you know, live activations, all those different types of things. So I really got my feet wet with, you know, pretty much every arena as far as in the marketing world through Red Bull. And then from that point, I actually moved into the hospitality space and focused, uh, really in on the digital marketing components of running different properties as far as bars and restaurants and hotels. And then one day I was like, you know what, I just really want to go off and have my own roster of clients and be able to have full creative freedom with, you know, how I work with them and the different types of campaigns that we activate. So I started Ekis Marketing and that's pretty much the very short version of how I dove into my own agency. Hmm. I love hearing stories of people who kind of had that evolution of learning. It's very similar to mine too, or be like being in the marketing space, realizing that you love marketing, but not necessarily having to do it under other people's rules or for other businesses and then taking those skill sets and channeling them into something of your own. So it's always so cool to hear other people doing that kind of thing. I would love to talk about social media platforms for a second because I have a a sneaking suspicion that we'll end up gravitating more towards Instagram today just because it seems to be um, what people want to know the most about. But as far as taking advantage of, of different platforms, are there some that are like, okay, non-negotiable, you have to be on this one, don't bother with this one, just own one, try a few, like, do you have any theories on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's number one, I, I mean, I always start with who is your audience, right? Like, who are, who are you trying to target? I think that's, you know, that's always your first and foremost way of going about it. 
Um, and then identifying which platforms you are going to excel at. I think, again, you need to look at what type of content you're interested in creating, right? You're more along the lines of video. Obviously, you're going to be looking more along, you know, you're going to be looking at YouTube or TikTok. If you're more of a written style content, blog, um, Pinterest are great platforms to kind of look into. And if you're going more of the entrepreneurial route, right, you might even dive into LinkedIn. So I think, again, it's where is your audience that you're looking to target? And then what type of content are you producing and where is it going to thrive best? I'm not a huge fan of everyone being on every form, every platform. I don't think that you can really niche down and grow your success when you're kind of strapped because you're on so many different types of platforms. You know, I've seen people on Twitter, on Pinterest, on YouTube, on, you know, blogging, and TikTok and all these different things. And it almost feels like it's, it's just too spread thin. So I would hone in, I would, you know, again, determine what your content is and what success looks like for you and then really stick to, you know, your core two or three platforms. Mm, yeah. I think that's a great recommendation. And so what are some of the mistakes you see people making in, okay, they think they're successfully doing what they need to do to grow their brand, utilizing social media, whatever platform it might be, but they're spinning their wheels or they're spending too much time or they're missing the boat on something. Like, do you see any big kind of red flags, mistakes, don't do this kind of thing when it comes to growing your business through social? I think that the biggest thing that I've seen that really differentiates the, you know, the people that are really moving the needle versus those that aren't, <laughs> um, in so many words is your quality of content. Um, and the, and also to the way that you're engaging your audience. So again, you could be turning and burning 12 blog posts a week, but it doesn't really matter if your number one, if your content isn't spot on for your audience. And two, if you're not really engaging your audience, right, you're kind of, you're letting all this amazing quality kind of fall upon deaf ears. So one thing that I would I would really look into is that it's not necessarily about your quantity over quality. It's more or less, what are you producing that's going to engage your audience and engage your traffic and what value are you bringing to them? You know? So at the end of the day, you need to, you need to kind of have this really nice balance between of what you're wanting to do. And then also to what is it serving for your audience? Yeah. Bingo. I think that's so important because it's really, a, it's not about you. And about the people you're seeking to serve. And I think oftentimes when we can get into the head and the heart of our, of our tribe, of the people that we really want to resonate with us and connect with us and ultimately buy from us, we have to know what they're going through, what their struggles are, what their pain points are and what their deepest desires are. And then we can create content based on those things because that's like speaking directly into the soul of our ideal customers. So I could not agree more with that. Since I know... My audience is heavily on Instagram. Can we live there for a second and kind of absolutely cool? So the algorithm, like, is it mm. even worth <laughs> talking about? Because you you know you hear it all all the time, like, how do I quote beat the algorithm or what are the hacks? And I don't know about you, but what I tell my clients a lot of the time is like, don't put so much of your energy there because it'll change tomorrow. Like the fundamentals and like what you said, have good content. That's gonna you know, outlive any algorithm changes. However, um, we all are kind of riding the waves of whatever Instagram does today versus tomorrow. And I just want to get your take on that. Yeah. You know, 
It is. It's kind of hard, right? Like we're, we're seeing this shift from making one social media platform, your bread and butter to again, kind of spreading yourself over a couple different platforms. Um, and, and you know, the algorithm with Instagram, I think it really woke everyone up. You know, people were getting banned and blocked and then shadow banned. And then you couldn't participate in comment pods. You couldn't, you know, if you had purchased, you know, fake followers way back in the day, or you had just purchased them at all, you were now getting punished. And so it kind of woke everyone up to, you know, wait a minute, this platform was amazing, but now we're being manhandled. And now it's really, really hard to succeed because there's so many rules and regulations, right? So the algorithm was like a good and bad kind of thing for everyone on Instagram. And, you know, it's hard for me to be like, you know, ignore the algorithm and keep doing what you're doing. But at, at some point you are going to come face to face with, you know, a little bit of a struggle, right? Whether, you know, I just created this new account for various reasons and the engagement is through the roof. And I think I have less than a thousand followers and I'm getting probably on average about 1600 views per day, profile visits per day versus, you know, my other account, which I'm sitting at 14 K and my profile visits are just not, not nearly the amount of 14,000. So it's really difficult and it's really hard to kind of play the game of Instagram. But at the end of the day, I always come back to engaging your core audience, whether that's five people or whether it's 14,000 people. Um, it comes down to what you're looking to do. If you're looking to create value, if you're looking to harness audience eyes, then you need to stick with that core group and also backward plan how you're going to really expand those eyes. So, you know, and, and same goes with brands, right? Like we work on brands, Instagrams all the time and it all comes down to what is, what, what success looks like for that brand. You know, is it sales? Is it simply brand awareness? You know, is it harnessing new eyes and new audiences? And so, yeah, you have to play to the algorithm and you have to play to the rules and regulations of Instagram, but you need to also learn what's the best way to engage your audience and which ways work really well. So let's talk about that because I, I know that um, that's where we have a little bit more control and a little bit, you know, the algorithm is what it is and it changes on the reg. So like, what can <laughs> we focus on that we have um, some say in the matter? And I feel like engagement is a good spot to, to live for a minute because that is something where we can get tactical and strategic and really connect with our people. So will you talk about like some of your favorite engagement strategies? I know for me, my biggest battle, my audience is so much like me. Like they do (laughs) buy to post. Like when I scroll Instagram, I almost never comment on anyone's anything. Like it's just so not in my makeup. Like I have to like force myself to do it. And I know that that affects engagement and it's also who I attract. So just give us your like greatest tips on engagement and where we should be putting our energy in that category. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's multiple strategies, right? You have like your three, two, one strategy. You have your unfollow, follow strategy. You have your comment pod strategy. There's so many ways to boost your numbers. Now, if you're really wanting to see, you know, something, the needle move, I think it is all about interaction. And like you said, if your audience isn't the type to go through and comment on posts and you're not either, okay, great. You know, where, where do you find yourself interacting? Is it through your DMs? Is it through story responses? Is it through sending content from one, you know, from one profile to the next? It's all about how 
you know, you're going to engage with your audience and, you know, and vice versa. For example, I feel like I engage highly with young, you know, business entrepreneurs or personal brands. So the biggest thing that I see with that is that if I'm interacting on their accounts, I'm commenting, I'm liking, I'm responding to their stories. I see them usually come back to my account and, and share the same thing. And it's not, it's not like a forced, uh, kind of action. It feels very organic. And I think it, you know, kind of stems from that, that line of support, right? If I show my audience, my support, if I'm showing up for them and interacting with them, usually they do the same for me. And it's this really, really healthy, organic relationship that you create. Um, and it, that almost goes to say kind of down to the psychology behind, you know, human behavior, right? It's kind of this one for one action. Um, and so that's where I've seen my audience, that's where, excuse me, that's where I've seen my engagement really thrive is I interact the way in which I feel like my audience wants me to interact and vice versa. I kind of receive the love back. Does that make mm, sense? It does totally. And it's so interesting you say that because sometimes I think we get caught up in like engagement being, okay, how many likes did I get and how many comments did I get on my post? Yeah, and for sure. We focus a little too much on those numbers and I like how you, you, pin engagement to other things too. Like, well, what do your, because my people will respond to things like stories or, um, or they're just like kind of quiet bystanders where I'll, you know, you can obviously see the number of people and who is watching your stories. That number for me is always excellent. Whereas like a post might not be as high engagement wise if you're, if you're judging that success by, by likes and comments, but what you can do is go in and see those insights and I can see how many people are actually seeing it and engaging in other ways. So that's, I like that you brought that up. Are there any other strategies or ways that you can be increasing engagement? Like, and you mentioned a few in the beginning, um, not a necessarily a huge fan of all of them. Although I also understand <laughs> a business, an entrepreneur's battle of doing what what it, whatever it takes to make things happen. But, um, aside from kind of showing up where your people are hanging out and commenting and, and liking and interacting, do you see other strategies that people should be implementing or should be avoiding either way? Um, yeah, avoid comment pods, yep. <laughs> um, avoid buying followers. Um, I actually, I have this, we work really closely with local influencers out of San Diego for some of our brands. And there are probably a handful of these micro influencers under 10 K hell, probably under even 8 K that are absolutely killing it. I mean, they're getting brand deals that, you know, girls with 200 K are getting. And the reason being is because now it's not so much about the numbers, right? It's about your interaction. It's about the content that you're creating. So I kind of want to, I want to kind of go back to this quality of content. Um, you know, there's so many bloggers out there now where there's this idea that you have to just be producing content like a machine, right? And that's not always, you know, that kind of jeopardizes your quality and your creativity, right? Because if you're constantly worrying about creating something new all the time, you're, you're kind of taking away from this creative process and you're not putting your best foot forward. You're not putting the most qualitative work out there. Um, and so I look at these, these micros that are absolutely killing it. And the, the couple things that I see for, from their success, and this is totally outside perspective, but you know, they're, they're, they're creating these awesome photos. You know, they're doing things that are really creative with, diff- with different brands. In fact, this girl today, she was so cute. She posted a photo of herself on her bed and it was for uh, Tom's deodorant. I don't know if you're familiar with that brand. 
Um, but she, she had all these different types of products. She's sitting on her bed. She's so cute. And then she's holding this giant circle mirror and inside the circle mirror, it's her applying, uh, the Tom's products. And so that took some time, right. To think about the Photoshop and the editing that went into that and how that kind of even left a lasting impression on my, in my mind, you know, that's what brands are looking for right now. They're looking for creative ways to showcase their brand. It's not just, you know, nowadays advertising is so convoluted and we're seeing such a change from traditional advertising to now digital and social media advertising that brands are looking for ways to get in front of you and to be creative and to exercise that creativity. Um, and so I go, I always fall back onto quality. I always fall back onto, you know, what ways are you going to be producing content for a brand or producing it for your business? That's really going to leave a lasting impression in your consumer's mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. Like the creativity can be king and, and also just knowing what your people want, like depend, it can be so different depending on your audience versus someone else's. So how much do hashtags really matter? And like, (laughs) kind of like a high touch strategy for hashtags, like how many, how do we pick the right ones? Where do they belong? Like, I'm so sick of how many times I'm seeing the stinking hashtag strategy change. Yeah. You know, month to month. So I would love to get your wisdom on that. Absolutely. So hashtags do matter. I feel like there was a very big point in life where no one really knew what to do with hashtags and they knew that it circulated traffic, but people didn't really understand like how. And so when Instagram actually released the feature of you being able to follow hashtags, again, I'm coming from an agency and brand standpoint, but this is usually how we looked and find new influencers and new content creators to work with, right? Same thing with, you know, business coaches and personal brands. So, you know, like I always go hyper, hyper local, okay, for your hashtag. So if you are a San Diego fashion blogger, you know, SD fashion blogger, SD fashion blogger, SD fashion blog are two hashtags that I think you should 100% be using. Why? Because I'm in the San Diego community. I work in the hospitality group or hospitality scene, I want to see some fashion bloggers come into my brand new hotel and leverage our spaces for content and also promote the opening of a new hotel, right? So that's like one example of how hashtags work. Now, the other example are things like getting yourself onto the explore page or, you know, getting, you know, back in the day, people said that hashtags led to people going viral, your content going viral. I don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore because you're dealing with so, um, so much saturation within these individual hashtag streams. But what you can do is, you know, link yourself up to these other groups where people are perusing the hashtags, right? So if you're hashtagging, you know, fashion style or you're hashtagging, you know, street style or just, you know, discover under hundred K those are all, you know, very kind of lucrative hashtags where your content's going to be seen and you're also going to be, you know, kind of putting yourself into this group and category of what you want your aesthetic and content to be relevant with. I hope that makes sense. I'm trying to, I'm trying to convey this in the best possible way. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. And I want to ask you a question on that. So some of those hashtags you mentioned, like are a little more obvious to me. Like if you're, if you're something really niche down, like a fashion blogger and you live in San Diego, SD fashion blog, like that makes sense. But the other ones, 
some other ones, it's like, they seem so freaking random. Like, how do you even yeah. know where to find these? Like, I'll, I, like what was one you said, like discover under a hundred K, like <laughs> the hell would anyone ever type that in? Like I would yeah. never know to start. So I think the tough thing, at least for me, especially because I, I feel like you have to continually be evolving with them and changing with them is like mm-hmm. finding relevant hashtags and implementing them into your cycle of hashtags that you utilize. Totally. So I think one of the best ways to basically generate hashtags and find new ones is number one, be following. I always make all my personal brand clients do this, but what are your five top idols doing, right? Or your five top people that you want to be like, or businesses that you want to be like, what, what hashtags are they using? Okay. That's always your first go-to always be doing your market research, you know, month over month when you're creating your content calendar, you're mapping out your content, look to what your ideal, you know, people are doing that you want to be mirroring. Okay. Now the second way to do that is by generating some hashtag relevancies. So I don't know what, if you guys, you know, if your audience is familiar with schedulers or different platforms to schedule out your content. But a lot of these uh, platforms now, like I know for sure later has it, they actually have hashtag relevancies. So for example, you go in and you type in fashion, it's going to show you, you know, probably about 20 to 25 hashtags that are relevant to that fashion hashtag. And then it'll also show you a relevancy score for, you know, okay, here's fashion, here's, you know, style, uh, street style, outfit of the day you know, outfit of the day, 2020, whatever it is, it will show you a ton of it. And then it'll also show you how many people are either posting to it or following it. And then what the, what is the relevancy score? So there's a couple ways of doing it. I mean, you could obviously Google, you know, top 2020 hashtags or yeah, things like that. But I think number one, you need to be doing your market research. You need to be looking to what your ideals are doing. And then also too, if you want to start doing a little bit of strategy in your scheduling, go ahead and use your hashtag generator. Okay, cool. So on that topic, you mentioned later, um, any other apps or resources that you that you like and or maybe even ones that you feel like don't use this, this jacks with stuff. And in the thought of using like third-party tools, I know there have been different theories on whether it affects, you know, your engagement or oh, are you yeah. just using it to like schedule it or like, kind of map out your content, but then you're like copying and pasting it directly into Instagram. So that was like five questions in one. So good luck remembering that, but (laughs) that's what's on my mind. I had to get it out of my brain before I forgot. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Listen to Instagram's community guideline standards. I don't, you know, schedulers don't necessarily go against them. They might harness, I mean, they might hinder you, but Honestly, at the end of the day, it's, it's not that big of a deal right now. If you're looking now, if you're using like a growth strategy or using an algorithm to target a bunch of new people to help your growth. Yeah. That's going to affect your engagement. Um, and you're definitely going to be flagged via Instagram. Now, if you're using later, no, I don't think that's, that hinders you. In fact, later has been endorsed by Instagram and Facebook. So you need to, you need to just do your research on, you know, what third-party programs and platforms are are, you know, kind of endorsed by these mega social media giants, um, and go from there. Uh, the couple apps that I personally love and use pretty much daily. I love the app snug. It's basically kind of like a platform app to make that you, you know, upload all your photos to, to see how it's going to look on your feed. That's just kind of a generic one that I love. 
Um, I love Unfold for stories. If you're really into stories and curating stories, which are huge right now, I would use Unfold. They have all these amazing templates, fonts, different things for you to just make your stories look pretty. Um, another one I really enjoy for all social media platforms, it's called If This Then That. And basically what it is, is it's a platform that pushes different uh, content to different places, right? So if I went to post an Instagram post, I could set it up on if this, then that to go ahead and push that Instagram post to my Pinterest and or, um, you know, even blogs or emails or different things like that. So it has a bunch of different plugins for like MailChimp, Google Calendar, Pinterest, Slack, all these different things. And you can basically set up all these different ways to automate your content and or different actions that you're doing on the daily to be pushed to other platforms, which is really, really awesome in the marketing world because obviously we want to get our content to as many places as possible with, you know, as little time that it's going to take for someone to actually post it. So that's a great app and I love using it. Yeah. I love, I've been using unfold too. And I really like that, but I have to check out, it's funny. You, you bring up if this, then that, I think I heard about that literally like five years ago when I went to like a Shaleen Johnson conference. Yeah. Not a lot of people leverage it and it's a really powerful app. I mean, and I just, I kind of play with it here and there, but I mean, the capabilities on it are absolutely insane. Yeah. I got to tap back into that one because I used it back way back when, but I wasn't using many platforms back then. So it was like, oh yeah, I don't really need this. But now that sounds in- very enticing. Um, okay. So we've kind of talked about like the front end of our social media and having good content, our engagement strategy, using hashtags, different things like that. What about the back end? Like what should be happening in our DMs? Are there, are there strategies do's and don'ts, ways that we can be leveraging like those interactions and connections with our followers in a really positive way for our businesses? Yeah. I mean, again, I I feel like I've been in this game for so long. The biggest takeaway that I've learned and that I see is just showing up for people. You know, if people are sliding into your DMs, respond to them, you know, I love it when I see, you know, a mega celebrity or a mega influencer responding to DMs because it means that they're showing up and they're only growing their network, right? You know, you're not too big ever to get to the point where you can't respond to people that are engaging with you. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing is that you do need to show up for your audience, especially if you are, you know, wanting to grow and this following for the right reasons you need to be showing up for them. That's kind of your social responsibility, right? So Mm -hmm. always show up for people, always connect with people, making sure that, you know, you are engaging with your audience, you know, asking them, Hey, what, what content do you guys like? What kind, what kind of content can I be producing for you? Those are great ways to be stimulating your audience and always keeping them coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So kind of last big question is, since you're in the space so, so deeply and you have such a good understanding of it and you've probably seen the many different trends over the years, if we want to stay relevant, stay ahead of the curve when it comes to social, knowing that it's forever changing, any tips or like forecasting of, you know, what's going to be really amazing in the near future? Like, you know, when for yeah. a while, like in the beginning, it was like, oh, video is going to be the next big thing. And people were like, yeah, video, like live video. No one's going to do that. And then boom, it ended up being like catastrophically huge. So anything like that or just like general 
here are my words of wisdom as you go forth on your social accounts, do more of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for sure. (laughs) I think the biggest trend right now is we're kind of seeing it. It's moving away from standard marketing and sponsored content and moving into this kind of feel good community. Um, I think that generation, I think the millennial market was so just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just over traditional marketing tactics we've been advertised to since we were born that we kind of picked up on this new age of, you know, creating sponsored content and really getting creative with the ways in which brands show up for their consumers and how they continue to market to consumers that now we're seeing Generation Z just completely turn their heads to it. And I think one of the biggest things, again, I'm, I'm kind of talking from a brand standpoint and I'll circle, I'll circle back to, you know, personal brands and consumers in a second. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing that Generation Z, you know, they don't all, they almost don't even need to be marketed to. They really want transparency with the brands and with the products that they're consuming. Right. So I go back to this kind of feel good community. You see this a lot in TikTok, right? you see people not even wanting to talk about brands, not even wanting to talk about business. They are wanting to enjoy and laugh and create kind of humorous content. And I'm seeing a lot of that where it's almost like you're pulling out all the business and really just going back to the fundamentals of social community. So with that being said, I think that we're going to see a huge trend forward of not just video content, but just social community right? Getting really real in front of, you know, our audiences and not only just being authentic, quote unquote, but sharing so much and really building different lines of community within these platforms that we've already created. That's so true. And I, you can see it starting to happen, but the people that are ahead of that curve, I think will uh, make the greater impact and really expand their reach and their engagement in a big way. Absolutely. So this has been awesome. And I feel like it was just this necessary kind of revamp or regroup on social strategy and specifically Instagram, because I feel like people need to kind of keep a pulse on it and, and feel like either they need to be reassured that they're doing it right, or they need a little bit of a pivot and some suggestions. So this was super helpful. Thank you so much. Where can people come find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can come find me at Instagram. So it's just it. W-H-I-T underscore Instagram, the OG Instagram. She, uh, she still holds things on to her handle. I can't seem to convince her to give me her handle. <laughs> so funny. I have the underscore. Um, but then you can also find me and my agency at, at Ekis Marketing. It's my last name. And then you can listen to our podcast called Under the Influence with Whitney Ekis on Apple iTunes and Spotify. So great. I'll link to all that in the show notes so people can um, come find you more easily. But thank you so much for being on, Whitney. This was really helpful. And I know our audience, are gonna, they're going to eat this up and want to come connect with you. So thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies freebies for my homes, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that 
they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.